Hey, hey, everybody. Welcome back to episode number 30. Number 30 of Sam and Chance. I'm your host, Bobby Sampson. And joined with me, as always, my man with the master plan, Mr. Chance Michaels. Chance, how are you on the first day of summer and the longest day of the year? I'm doing absolutely wonderful, man. How are you doing? Doing great, man. It's a little cloudy. It feels like spring. But you know what? I'm okay with it. Apparently, like we were talking off air, we're going to get into the 30s finally this weekend. So people will start to complain it's too hot. Yeah, exactly. We're never satisfied in BC with the weather. Too much rain, too hot, too cold. But I love the hot heat, so I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, I like the heat too, but I also kind of like this. I mean, it's about 2021 here in Vancouver right now, cloudy, but you know what? It's it's comfortable. I like it. Yeah, I don't mind this heat. It's a nice right. temperature. You know, T-shirt weather. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, as always, before we start the show, everyone, please take a moment to click and subscribe and uh, join us on our journey here. Um, it's, you know, the more that we get the support from you guys, the more we can do amazing stuff and create better things as we go along and as we grow. Um, if you don't know where to find us, just go to our Instagram page, Sap and Chance, Champ, sorry, Sap underscore Chance. And there you'll find our bio tree and you can link us up to anywhere you want us to find, wherever you want to find us um so yeah we got that anything to add there share as always share it forward it to your friends your mom your grandpa your grandma your aunt your uncle whatever you got share it please. no 100 all right so before we get started here chance uh let's take a minute to acknowledge the passing of two referees uh from our childhood and from our teenage years as well uh earl ebner died at the age of 73 uh, last week and um, you know he he was ill for a while I mean there were some pictures posted of him near the end there so he was kind of you know we were kind of expecting to see him go Earl was involved with that match with Andre the Giant the Tuesday night's main event remember that yeah. where they had the two Earl Hebners that was funny is Earl Hebner the most famous ref ever I mean, from that time, probably just for the fact, you know, from WWE, I, I guess him, Little Nate, would probably be, you know, the guys that come right to mind. Jimmy Coderas also comes to mind as well right away for me. Yeah, uh, he's more on the Canadian scene, but I think if you talk your average wrestling fan, I think Earl Hebner is probably the most recognizable ref, almost like the Hulk Hogan refing. I, I, I don't know how to comment on that. To be honest, I don't know if he is or not. I don't, I don't know if referees have that uh you know following maybe we need to talk to uh a referee and, and find out like you know who do they kind of look up to that that'd be an interesting conversation we know a couple refs we know a couple refs maybe we should bring them on and talk to the referees and find out you know from their process and, and how it works and everything that'd be kind of cool actually yeah it's a different perspective right absolutely man hey there you go sapper can't come in with ideas on the fly um also timmy white uh, he was basically Andre the Giant's uh, carekeeper. Mm -hmm. Took care of him and everything. And uh, I think he ended up having to retire. He he got injured in a match. I think it was a cage match or something. I can't remember who it was. Yeah, he hurt his hand or something. He took a bump. I don't I remember. That. Yeah, uh, I, you know, I'll look it up. I'll post it up later. But I remember very vividly that he he kind of pretty much left the game because he hurt his hand or something. And, um, you know, it was kind of a hard bump. He just didn't recover from it. 
Uh, he had his pub as well. You know, he owned his bar there for a little while. But I, I think he's best known for being the road companion for Andre the Giant. I think right so. Up, you know? Was so, he sick? I didn't know he was even sick. I just, all of a sudden, I heard he passed away one day. Well, I didn't know he was battling illness, so I'm not sure. You know, to be fair, I I, I, I don't know myself. Um, I, I just know, you know, I've just been reading the tributes, and, you know, he was very beloved, beloved by everybody, it seems. Um, yeah, I haven't heard one bad word about the guy. That says a lot about his character. No, 100%. He was a solid guy. I think he, he wore his sleeve on his, you know, wore his heart on his sleeve. Yeah. Uh, just a genuine guy from what I understand, you know, from, from the interviews that I've seen with him and what have you in the past. Pretty solid guy. Uh, unfortunately, Earl. Yeah, Earl, though, unfortunately, will be known as a guy who got fired from the WWE for selling merch out of the back of his car with his brother, Dave, the other referee. Um, but Earl did go on to TNA after that. And he also, uh, his son referees too in AEW now. Yeah, his son actually started off in WWE. And um, basically, you know, yeah, yeah, he was in TNA for a while there. After WWE, he ended up in TNA. And then I think he did a little bit of work for AEW at one point. Okay. Near the very end. Um, so, you know, our condolences to the families, the friends, and everyone who were close to these two fellas. Um, you know what? Thank you very much for for giving us all the memories and the good times. And um, the long, both long and storied careers. Nothing long story careers. Yeah, definitely. You know, uh, maybe we should uh, take a look deeper into these guys and do a show about them, you know, just to kind of give them a little bit of a rub and whatnot and um, i'm sure it'd be pretty interesting what we'd uncover when you really start you know the match they've done their career no for sure for sure all right well that being said um on to the show so let's start off here man let's talk about monday night raw we're two weeks out from money in the bank in las vegas uh bianca belair comes out to start the show she talks about you know rhea ripley being injured i still don't know how she got injured and i don't know where the injury happened i i couldn't find it anywhere now, is it legit or is it a work it's pretty much legit based on the fact that they decided to have a fatal five-way match right i mean yeah um so she comes out she talks about you know Rhea being injured and, and unable to go but that's okay she she's ready to go regardless of who it is and uh she she herself announces that they're gonna have a five woman fatal five-way i guess to determine the next contender here for her, I guess, for her at Money in the Bank. Um, so as she's talking, each and each and every one of them starts to come out. So Becky comes out first, and then Liv comes out, and then um, I believe no, sorry, Becky comes out first. Oscar then comes out, and then Liv Morgan comes out, and then Alexa Bliss comes out, and then Carmella comes out. So you, those are the five women that are going to be competing in this match here. And that's the first match that we get tonight. Um, Bliss and, and Morgan, you know, quickly start off the match hot, you know, they, they with a couple quick roll-up pins that didn't go anywhere. They roll around for a little while. A couple of, you know, Oscar misses some some kicks and, and, and bunches there for a little bit. Uh, the end basically comes with Carmella super kicking Liv before the pin. Now, here's my thing, man. I think they released way too many women from the division um, because it, it's, it looks really weak right now. I really, you know, I'm not interested in seeing Carmella versus Bianca again. I mean, that, that, that happened last summer. 
all that summer. That's all you've got. They must have some new women coming up from NXT that they want to give a shot, a chance to, most likely. Well, they're going to figure something out because right now the Raw women's roster is very, very thin. I think SmackDown does have the better roster right now. Yeah. It's, it's the same five bloody women constantly. I mean, okay, Dewdrop and, and uh, Nikki Ash as well, who weren't even involved in this. But giving Carmella this, I mean, it just seems kind of, I don't know. I, I don't want to watch her wrestle. No, you don't it, care for her. I don't. I really don't care for her in ring at all. And I, it was evident again, you know, when I was watching this fight, there was, there was a couple spots there where, you know, and, and respect to her. I'm not saying it in a bad or negative way. Yeah, yeah I get I, what she, you she's, She's doing awesome work otherwise, but I just, I, I just don't think she's at the level of an Ox, Oscar, Becky Lynch. I think Liv Morgan is better than her. I agree in, with you. In terms of in-ring performance, and that's saying a lot because Liv isn't that far, you know, removed. Um, I, I personally think Alexa should have gotten this. It's I a like fresh challenge. She, she hasn't fought anyone, you know. She hasn't fought Bianca yet. She hasn't oh. had that match. I mean, I was looking forward to watching her and Rhea go at it, to be fair. Just this, the size and, you know, the power there that, that could be involved, but... I don't know, man. Right now, that 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 pay per view just lost a little something, in my opinion. Maybe they're trying to give Carmelo that chance. You know, you want to you want a chance. You want to push. You want to bump up. You got to step up and improve your performance. Maybe they're just trying to give her that one chance. You know, she had that chance all summer, man. I'm sorry. I know. I, I, she, 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 a second chance. I don't know. You know sure I mean, yeah, I don't know. But um, so, anyways, that that starts it off. Uh, Becky is so angry. By the way, she's so angry. That before they go to commercial, they show her backstage arguing with Adam Pierce about something. It's inaudible because we're going to Speaking commercial. Of Adam Pierce, what do you think of the guy? I don't think he's, uh, I don't know, not my kind of raw manager, I guess you could say. I don't know. What do you think of him? Do you like I, him? I do like him. I mean, I, I think I like him because I used to watch him wrestle. I mean, he's a former NWA world champion himself. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I think I'm not saying the, he's bad, but when I look at like, you know, William Regal or Bischoff as managers, for Raw, I mean, it's a whole other level, right? But he's not doing bad. It's not, I think it's that great, personally, but that's my take. I think he's gotten better over time. I think there's still room for improvement for him in terms yeah. of uh, what, what he can bring to the table. But I think he's gotten more comfortable with that position and that role, that character role. So, I mean, yeah, maybe it's a work in progress. I can understand what you're saying, but I, I personally don't have any problem with him. Yeah, I think he's enough. okay. I'm not saying he's bad. He's yeah. not my company. But, but he's really not a manager. He's more of a spokesman. I mean, yeah, that's anything, true. right? Because we get that official title of raw general manager. Yeah, yeah, of... exactly. I mean, there, and he's covering basically the whole brand. Yeah. Right. He's no, on fair. both shows, right? So from that perspective, it's it's kind of he doesn't really. He's not a manager. He's just basically saying, you know, I got this notice. He's basically that fucking raw computer, but a real person. Yeah, the raw computer. <laughs> right. You know, the, yeah. the the computer manager. We come back from commercial, and now we know what's going on. Becky's upset that she's not in Money in the Bank, and she demands, you know, I, I want to be in. I want to be in. She, she's just uh, the girl version of Seth Rollins, it seems like. Um, seems that way. But, I mean, it makes sense. They they are a couple. So, uh, eventually, Adam says, okay, fine. I'll give you a match against Asuka again. Uh, so, you know. In more than a month, we get these two again for the fourth or fifth time. Winner goes on to money in the bank. So she's happy. She goes, and guess who's here, man? Guess who comes out unannounced? Vinnie Mac. 
Vinnie Mac makes an appearance on Raw, and he basically comes out and says, this is episode 1,517, the most watched episodic TV show in history, going on pretty much next year, next, I think, April or something like that. Around that time, somewhere there, we're going to have a 30 years of Monday Night Raw. And he talks about 20 years of those being dominated by one John Cena who's coming back next week. I love it. I can't wait to see him back, man. I, you know, as I've gotten a little bit older, and maybe because my kid likes him a lot, I'm really starting to appreciate what he's done. Maybe it was when I seen him at SummerSlam, I seen how many fans that he has. I don't know, but... I, the guy's affected a lot of lives. I mean, to be really honest, I mean... I always, I always ask people, what is the hate about John Cena? He looks good. He's built. Great on the mic. I'm not saying he's the best in-ring guy, but... You know, he's not that bad. What's the hate about him? Jealousy? Well, why do people hate him? Uh, I, I think for the fact, yeah, because he never turned. People get bored of it, right? Like, why do people start booing Hogan? Yeah, but I, I see a lot of these indie guys. Oh, Zena sucks. Zena sucks. But I don't know. I don't know what that sucks about him. I think the people on the indie scenes that don't like him are the ones that probably are better wrestlers. Than he yeah, is. there's better wrestlers in, in John Cena. Right, right, right. But what I'm saying is 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 ultimately the, the hate is coming from people who who don't believe, you know, that he deserves that spot, not knowing how hard he's worked. But when I hear guys like, I know you totally agree with you. And when I hear indie guys say that, I say, well, wait a minute. Look at the shirts that he sells. Look at the tickets that he sells. Your favorite guy, Eddie Kingston, ain't selling out. Eddie Kingston put about a thousand people in an arena. John Cena will sell out a place. I mean, come on. Just for an example, I'm just using him because he's a popular on the indie scene, right? Like, yeah, yeah, I don't yeah. get it. I think, I think, I think it's a lot of misconception. Oh, Cena buries guys. Cena does this. Cena does that. Right? I mean, wasn't it just a couple weeks ago? Uh, what was that guy, you know, somebody call your mama, that big fat dude with the mohawk he used to. Oh, Brodus Clay? Brodus Clay. There you go. Thank you. Oh, man, that hip shake thing he used to do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, Brodus Clay was talking a couple of weeks ago. He was doing a, a different show, uh, another podcast, mm-hmm. and um, he was mentioning, regardless of what anybody says about John Cena, he'll never believe them because he knows what kind of man he is. So basically, it was WrestleMania, mm-hmm. and Brodus was supposed to go on against whoever he was supposed to fight. Yep. And the match before, or the night overall, just kind of ran long. Right? And this mm-hmm. was uh, the one where he was going to fight Miz, or the first Rock one? The first Rock one. So this would have been 28? Yeah, 28. And... Uh, they basically told Brodus, who was standing in Gorilla, and Cena was standing there because they were going on next. They were the main event, right? And uh, they basically said, oh, sorry, man, we have to, we can't do your match. We're, we're running against time here. So Cena goes, oh, I got to go to the camp. And uh, he goes, how, how long, you know, do you think, you know, should I, it's probably take about six, nine, six, nine or nine minutes? Brodus looks up six. Okay, great. I'll be back. So Cena yeah. went to the washroom to allow Brodus Clay and his opponent to have their match. Yeah. But I mean, he, he, that's a good point. Everybody, that story is a good story. But like, he, you see, like, he does all the make-a-wish. He never misses a, he ought to, every time he, he's a kid, he takes a picture, he autographs, he never misses a show. He works hard. Like, 
You got guys like, you know, I won't mention any names, but you got guys getting DUIs and beating up their wives, pieces of garbage. And you got a great guy like this, they tear him down. It's mind-blowing to me, man. I don't get it. Well, I mean, it's, it's human nature. No, I get it. I get it. But, like, he gets a lot of hate. Yeah, he gets a lot of hate, but that's the way best way to explain it, right? I mean, he doesn't stop. And I think the fact that he doesn't change his mantra the fact he, he he doesn't listen to any of the bullshit, mm-hmm. even though he sees it and he hears it, he doesn't absorb it. Yeah, he's a very positive guy. Right? I am Bobby Sampson. I'm very positive as well. I try to do the same thing in life now. Mm-hmm. And I'll tell you what, brother man, be true to yourself, be true, be true to who you want to be, and nothing else matters. The rest of it is just white noise around you. Yeah. No. Right? And I think it, it's hard. It's a hard mantra to follow. I'm not saying that's his exact mantra. Yeah, but, but that's basically, basically what he does. He turns right, out the right. bullshit positive. Right, and, and that's all I am trying to do, and I know that that's what you're trying to do, and that's what this mm-hmm. podcast is trying to do, is just bring out the positive in everything. Absolutely. Right? Ultimately, there's so much hate and nonsense and people wanting to talk garbage about other people and other things. We here at Samp and Chance don't want to be those guys. No. So we we salute guys like John Cena. Are they perfect? No. Are they somewhat eccentric? Yeah, absolutely. Oh. He's got some weird habits, that dude. But at the end of the day, when it's all said and done, he works his ass off. Yeah. He does everything he possibly can. Two weeks ago, again, a couple of weeks ago, dude went to Amsterdam to surprise a, a, a young man with, with Down syndrome. That's what I'm saying. He, like the, that make a wish stuff that he does. Like he's, this wasn't even make a wish. This showed up one of his fans. One of his fans. Like uh, the mother and uh, her son had to fled, had to flee Ukraine, and they took refugee in, in Holland and ended up outside of Amsterdam. And uh, I don't know if it was the mother or someone close to the family sent out a tweet saying, you know, this is a big fan of John Cena. Blah blah blah. Gave a bit of the story. He saw it. His representative saw it. And next thing you know, dude's on a plane wow. and hanging out with this kid in Amsterdam. Change a kid's life. Yeah. And he doesn't talk, unfortunately. I mean, you look at, if you go back and look at the video, I highly recommend it. It's really cool. I didn't um, know about it though. Yeah, go check it out. It's really cool. It's funny because you look at the young man and, you know, you're thinking, okay, you should be more excited, but that's his illness. Unfortunately, he just yeah. doesn't have that expression. But inside, inside oh man, he must just be doing cartwheels. Yeah, that'd be like, yeah, just think about if we were his age. How old is this kid? Like 10? To be fair, man, he looked like he was 15, 16 years old. Okay. So he he looked much older than that. But regardless of the fact, I mean, I think our, our, you know, that'd be like me meeting Shawn Michaels or Hulk Hollywood Hogan or something. You know what I mean? When I was that age, it'd be. Amazing, you know? Yeah, no, 100%. Yeah, I totally agree. Meeting Triple H or something like that at yeah, the age of 15, 16. Undertaker. Yeah. That'd be pretty crazy, man. Um, So what do you make out of Vinnie Mac here, man? Friday night appearance and now a Monday appearance as well, back to back. Yeah, everybody know I ain't going anywhere. I'm well, here. Yeah. Finish your investigation. I'll take back over. and I'll tell my daughter I'm back. Step down and away we go. Yeah, Here's the huh? thing, like, He's fit. Some of these people that fake outrage. What did Vinny do wrong? Okay, yes, he had an affair. Okay, that's wrong. However, it was consensual. He he didn't rape anybody. He didn't sexually assault her. So what happened is the friend of this lady who he had the affair with emailed 
WWE head office or the board and somebody got a hold of another investigating. A couple other non-disclosure agreements are also supposedly have happened with John Laurinaitis. I don't know who else. Only the problem will be did Vince give her a raise after he slept with her out of their money? And did he pay the three million hush money from the profits or from his own personal account? If someone's personal account, he did nothing wrong. NDAs happen all the time. All these celebrities, all these musicians, they bang chicks around the world and they sign this. So I didn't know that was a thing. You know, I'll bang you, but you gotta sign this document and never talk about well, because it. Because they don't want the they don't want the fallback. Like example, Deshaun Watson, he just settled out of court out of 24 accusers today. I don't know if you heard this. 20 of no. them paid him. Well, he's got uh Cleveland Brown money now. So what's that? <laughs> he's yeah. got Cleveland Brown money now. So I mean so what's it? So so hold on. So so what case do any of these women have? I'm okay. In the case of Deshaun not... Watson, help me understand. So okay, this so guy had 24 women. So he has actually 66 total, 24 have filed the criminal complaint. So basically what he was doing is going on Instagram, he was traveling around and bringing them to hotel rooms or wherever he would be and say, hey, I want a professional massage, blah, 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 blah. And then he would take his towel off and say, you know, do this, do that. Some did it, some didn't. He was aggressive about it. And, you know, once one makes the case, the rest started snowballing. I mean, where there's smoke, there's fire. Come on. These girls have never met each other. So he didn't. He should be suspended for a couple of years for that because they're going against, even though criminally he's not being charged, civilly he is, but NFL has a code of conduct and they got to get rid of him for that. He violated it. Yeah, what do you think about it? I mean, if that was the case, the NFL would be non-existent pretty much. I think there'd be enough guys in the league for one team. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know what he was doing. This went on for like 16 months. He, he looked through his followers, I guess. and Well, I guess, I mean, you get away with it, you get away with it, it becomes easier and easier, right? Yeah. He never thought it was snowball. I'm sure he was aggressive. I'm sure he was inappropriate. I'm sure of that. You know, these guys aren't used to hearing no. He's like, yeah. probably thinking, I'm the Sean Watson. I'm a millionaire. Like, you don't want me, baby. Like, these are these guys' mentality to think. But some of the fake outrage that I see on the internet about Vince is like, it was a consensual affair. I'm not saying that is the right thing to do, but he didn't hurt anybody physically. He didn't rape her. He didn't assault her. But these guys with their fake outrage, the same guys that cheer on other celebrities who have been accused of raping girls and all kinds of bad shit. The same guys that cheer on Mike Tyson or Stone Cold. And it's like, but they're mad about Vinny. Like, come on, guys. Okay, so so I'm I'm just playing devil's advocate, okay? So last night, Friday night and Monday night, you got close to maybe 15 to 18,000 people in both arenas, correct? Something like that, yeah. They cheer him like he's a hero. Love it. Right? Okay. But that's knowing now that he had an affair, he cheated on his wife, blah, blah, blah. But they're still cheering him. So how do you feel about that then? Do you think that? Well, I think a lot of people, the fans are smart to the business. Now, a lot of people know, supposedly, they weren't together with his wife for 10 years. They live in different places. They have open marriage, supposedly. Yeah. Um, so it wasn't, in Vince's mind, he was doing nothing wrong. He just said, you know what? I don't need a scandal. Get the lawyers, sign this. I'll pay you some hush money. Go away. We don't need a scandal. I don't want the affair coming out that's probably why he did it i'm not saying it's right but he didn't physically harm her it was consensual i mean well, a lot based of on, based on his schedule the, the how much he works and whatnot where does he have time to bang a chick in the office man <laughs> i guess so yeah, lunchtime right because you know <laughs> he's not going to a random hotel with random women he'd be photoed everywhere he goes so had a i'm assuming in the office i guess so but hey let's uh let's get back to raw here uh, there's still a bit of more show to kind of cover here. So Riddle comes out now. Mm. Yeah. So we've had one match. 
and we've had a backstage segment and we've had Vinnie Mac come out. Now Riddle's out before his match, a money in the bank um, qualification match against Omos. Uh, he comes out and he, he talks about wanting to get uh, vengeance on Roman still for what he did to his buddy Randy. And then he talks about the money in the bank saying it's a long shot, but um, I'm just going to pause here first. Sorry about that. I had a cough. Um, he comes out and he talks about money in the bank and he wants to get in particularly so that he can beat up and hit Seth Rollins in the back of the head with the ladder for what he did to his friend Cody. Out comes MVP and Omos. And the first thing MVP says, man, are you high? If you think you have a chance against Omos here. Back and forth, everything is everything. They come in, match gets started. Quick one, man. Quick match. Yeah. So Riddle selling the injury, the spear from Roman still from Friday. His ribs are all taped up. As hard as he tries, man, he tries with the kicks, the punches, and everything he possibly can. But um, ultimately, Omos gets him with the choke slam to end the match. And that was it. Now, Riddle's on a bit of a losing streak here, man, it seems like. Since he's lost the titles, he has not really won much, if no. anything. I think he's won one match. Yeah, I'm not sure what's going on with that. Orton is legitimately hurt, so maybe Riddle's next man up to go against Reigns? Well, I don't know. I mean, Riddle already had his chance, right? And technically gonna, speaking, and technically speaking... They brought Brock in. Well, they brought Brock in because I think Orton was supposed to go at SummerSlam. Yeah, right? I'm surprised they didn't give Riddle a chance to have a match with or maybe they don't with uh Reigns. Maybe they don't think he's a big enough draw yet. Well, they did on Friday night SmackDown. Oh, he's big enough draw, he can do it. Trust me. No, I, I know but why why like I get it, but like so why not let Riddle do Reigns at SummerSlam? Why bring in Brock you know, to that big blockbuster match? Well, the thing is he's supposed to fight him at Money in the Bank. That was the initial plan. Money in the Bank was supposed to be him, SummerSlam was supposed to be Randy Orton. And then the Glasgow show or, or the Wales show in, in uh, UK was supposed to be either Drew McIntyre, I technically, but I don't know. I really don't know what they're doing, man. I, I don't. I think a lot of it has to do with Roman schedule. Like, the guy's barely been around since he signed his new deal. Yeah, he's taking a... I don't blame him for the deal. I'm just wondering no, no. why wouldn't they give Riddle a chance to headline a big pay-per-view? Riddle's never headlined a pay-per-view before, a big one. So why um, not give him a chance? I don't know. Maybe That's he's what not I'm ready. Saying. I don't Man, think they, maybe he's he, not ready. That's what I mean. I don't think he, yeah. he's a big enough draw yet. Maybe next year, but they want that big blockbuster, big marquee name at SummerSlam, right? And that's well, SummerSlam's different. I mean, that's why they were going to do it at Money in the Bank. I could see him at any other pay-per-view, you know. Maybe in a couple of years, he can be ready for one of the big four, right? Yeah, maybe. Right? But, I mean, him, guys like him, Austin Theory, I think Riddle Theory. Um, God, there's only two pillars that I can think of that are the future Little of the biggie. WWE. He's got to come back. We'll see what he looks like when he comes back. And he's been around for a while, man. Yeah, that's true. Right? I mean, he's kind of been around. When I, when I, when I talk about the pillars, the future, the guys that we're going to be talking about, like... I think it's between Riddle and Austin Theory that's going to be the, the next big guy. I think so, too. Who else could be in there? Um, well, that's what I'm trying to... Well, you got to think. they got to be under 20. Or, under you know, in, in their 20s. they they got to be yeah. under 30. Yeah. Right? So, 
who who do you think you know maybe Braun Breaker could be another guy. We're gonna look maybe. at NXT a little bit here as well to yeah, see who's coming fun. up from there, right? I mean, you're looking at possibly three potential guys in my opinion right now that are the future of this company. Big stars. And big stars. And I think it's gonna come down to Riddle and, and Theory, honestly. Maybe one of the Street Profits guys could uh, could break off and be a singles. Um, the high flyer one is that Angelo or Mont- no Montez? Yeah, yeah Montez man, possibly man, could. Man, but, that, um, nobody can jump like that guy, man, and fly like he can fly with such ease. No, hundred percent. Maybe Montez Ford, if he gets a singles run, could maybe do it. Possibly, maybe possibly, possibly. Who knows? Like I said, I mean, anything is possible. But like I said, right now, that's who I kind of see. And if they get MJF. Ooh. In a couple of years, yeah, they could do a lot with them, make them a real big star, right? Uh, you, you. So if you think about that roster, I mean, you got theory, and and, and mind you, anything can happen in the next couple of years, right? But I mean, the way it stands right now, I think it's Riddle and theories, and MGF if he shows up, man, you got your tripod right there, your trifecta of dudes who can basically take you into the next decade. Then I'm calling Montez Ford as a long shot. As a okay. long shot. All right, man. But he's got the he got the skill for it. All right. So June twenty first, listeners, twenty twenty two. Sap and Chance make the predictions for the four pillars of the WWE. So in ten years, when we're doing episode three thousand, um, we'll come back and revisit this episode and, and see who was right. Who's around? Yeah. There you go. Um, Seth comes out after the match here. So you got Riddle still laid out at the ring and Seth comes out and uh, beats him up, throws him out of the ring. Seth does his cackling laugh, talks about money in the bank, says how that no one's on his level and he's probably the only guy who can beat up Roman Reigns and the only one who probably has beaten up Roman Reigns. I mean, yeah, so that's it. And then uh, Riddle tries to come back and uh, get a sneak attack in there, but I guess he's just too weak and gets curb stomped by Seth to end the segment. Where do you see Riddle going? I don't know what's going on here because Orton's hurt. Um, I don't know what they're doing here. It's all over the place, kind of. Brock's back. I don't know what they're going to do with Riddle. What do you think is going to happen here? Well, potentially, you see, I see a feud with Seth Rollins now. And and there's been some real heat between those two guys in the past, like real heat um, that that goes back a little bit. So, you know, maybe they've patched things up or they're just going to be professional and work together. But I know Seth was not a big fan of his um, personally. Uh, He's got that lead. The other one I keep thinking about is that he keeps losing. Remember, we talked about that a couple Mm -hmm. minutes ago. He keeps losing matches using Orton's moves. They're going to have a few when Orton's ready to go. How long is Orton out for? I'm not even I sure. Don't, if he's having back surgery, who knows? Yeah. Right? And he's a little bit older now, so I don't think, you know. Is Orton 40? I, yeah, he's in his 40, 41 now. So, still you looks know. like a million bucks, though. No, no, 100%, right? But, I mean, at that age, still recovery back yeah. to, right? I don't know. Oh, yeah. So, he's out for a little bit. But, I mean, that's that's a program ready to go. They just have to launch it and let it run and, and – um you got to, you got to, yeah, that's set program right there. But I mean, until then, I think he's got Seth. You got what? Well, yeah, Seth. Just keep building him, man. Just keep building him into a face because they don't have any faces. Yeah, no, Riddle and Seth would be a good feud. Both guys can work. If Riddle always is in smack talk and Brock, he always wants to, you know, challenge Brock. But Brock said he'll never 
Absolutely. Yeah, 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 yeah. So your boy Theory comes out to do another pose down. I love when they do that, man. It's hilarious. Right? Yeah, so he's got his little podium there. He's got his bottle of baby oil, and he's got his little microphone connected to him. Comes out, starts doing his poses and talking shit about Bobby Lashley, and the crowd starts to cheer, and they're like, yeah, that's right, cheer for me. Unknown to him, Bobby Lashley standing right behind him. That was good. Yeah, Bobby Lashley spears him, sprays oil in his face, throws him out of the ring, and that's basically the end of the segment with Bobby Lashley telling him, I'm not asking you, I'm telling you that I'm going to take this title. And we go to commercial, we come back, and uh, we find out during the commercial break that uh, Bobby Lashley will be in a gauntlet match. And if he wins this gauntlet match, he then will have a chance at the U.S. title at Money in the Bank. Um, Jay Uso versus Angelo Dawkins, one half of the Street Profits, the power half, I guess you could see. But this guy can move too. Oh, yeah, for a big boy. Yeah, he's really like yeah. his feet. Um, standard match, they're just kind of building up the potential, you know, tag team title unification match between these two teams. Dawkins wins when with Jay Uso flying into the sky high and getting the pin, and that's basically it. The Elias Exegial segment. This is crazy. Um, so basically, you see them both together backstage talking, you know, like, okay, great. You know, you yeah. understand how they did that. You know, technology is amazing. And uh, basically, then it starts off and Elias is in the ring. Like, Elias is there live. Again, makeup artists are amazing. Anyone can put a beard on. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, obviously, that's what they did, right? Oh, yeah, for sure. So, yeah. so, so, so then you, you basically get Kevin Owens coming out as Elias is about to start to sing the song. And saying, no, no, this is not happening. Not believing any of this. And, you know, basically, Ezekiel shows up on the big screen on the Titan Tron and uh, basically says, hey, man, what more do you need to see? I'm here. He's in the ring. What? 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 And he doesn't believe him. He tries to attack uh, Elias, who hits him with the flying knee. And then he gets smashed with a guitar. And um, I think the one thing I forgot to mention here was the name Elrod. <laughs> so Kevin Kevin Owens goes to say that I don't care if it's Ezekiel, I don't care if it's it's um, Elias, I don't care if it's your other brother Elrod. <laughs> the guy's just so frustrated. He just kept shouting the name Elrod, Elrod. Yeah, that was good, dude. That was pretty funny. Now, do you know who? Do you know anyone named Elrod? No, no, nobody. You? Elrod Hubbard, the founder of Scientology. Oh wow, he's a pretty weird dude then. That's some weird stuff. Yeah, that's some weird shit, man. But whatever anyway. it is, it's working because Tom Cruise got the number one movie in the world right now. So something's going on there. I tell you what, man. Um, one of these days, I'd love to sit down and talk shit about Scientology. You know, I think it's just a show in itself. I mean, the horror stories. and, and One of the greatest works of all time. It's still working, man. It's still going. That Queen's Carrie, whatever her real name is, Leah Remy or whatever. Yeah, she's, she's breaking it down, man. I mean, it's it's not a pleasant place to be, in my opinion. No. I mean, each of their own and what they want to believe, and you know, I respect that. But I mean, you give me knowledge on what you guys believe and and what your views are and how you operate. You can't blame me for having an opinion. And my opinion is that I think it's a bunch of malarkey. It's a hundred percent bullshit. But we'll get into that one day. Yeah, yeah, definitely. 
All right, so let's get to the gauntlet match. Third match of the night. A lot's happened here, huh? and we've only had three matches so far. Uh, Bobby versus the Alpha Academy. Shoosh! And Otis come out. Um, basically, Chad Gable starts the uh, match, and he gets uh, he taps out via the uh, Hurt Lock within five minutes. Otis is the second guy in the gauntlet. A bit more of a struggle for Bobby, but he gets him, and he ends up spearing him. Uh, but then his little buddy jumps in the ring and causes uh, Bobby to win by disqualification. The third man in, can you guess who it is? Austin Theory. Yeah, and you're smart. So Austin Theory comes in, gets a couple punches in, tries to do the A-Town down. A cool name for a move, eh? Mm. Um, but it doesn't work, and Bobby wins with the cradle roll-up. So Bobby Lashley, Austin Theory, U.S. title match. That'll be a good one. I'm looking forward to that. If Theory's going to hold on to it, he has to lose by he has to win by disqualification, or he has to lose by disqualification. I don't. I don't think you can pin him clean. No. Well, I don't. If Theory's going to pin Bobby Lashley clean, that takes a lot of shine off Bobby Lashley, in my opinion, in terms of his power and whatnot. Yeah, no, that's a fair point. Right. I mean, if if Austin Theory beat up Omos and got a pin on Omos then I can appreciate him beating Bobby Lashley. Yeah, no, fair point. You're probably right. Disqualification or hit him when the ref's not looking or something. Something has to happen that way, right? I mean, it has to be pretty blatant for him to uh, for him to win fairly, to walk away with the title. Yeah. All right. Miss TV with AJ. Another guy that's kind of in between programs and kind of lost right now, in my opinion, is AJ Styles. Kind of, yeah. But he is getting up there. What is he, 45, 46? Yeah, yeah, he is. But, I mean, that being said, I mean, Miz starts to take shots at him on for having a losing streak, take shots at him for this and that. And, you know, yeah. you, 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 you guys started a, you know, had your feud with the Judgment Day and one of your partners actually became a member of the Judgment Day and you're losing all the time. And uh, I guess AJ responds with saying that Miz has popcorn balls which is something that's kind of ongoing now. And uh, they're really trying to build it up, eh? They're trying to promote the whole popcorn balls thing. Yeah, why not? Uh, it sticks. Yeah, yeah. So basically, I guess he finally, finally gets under AJ's nerves. The Miz does. AJ attacks him, and guess who comes in from behind and attacks him? Tomasa Champa. I guess this is a new role now, eh? Like to kind of, yeah. kind of attack someone from behind. But... Um, it seems like he's kind of lining up with the Miz here, interestingly he's enough. that way, going to give him a little bit of, finally gets to get off NXT, get on the big show. So Maybe, right? So we, we're, we're given the gift of Tomasa Ciampa versus AJ Styles, which would normally be a pretty good match. But again, just one of those matches put together really quick. Yeah. Uh, phenomenal, phenomenal forearm to win the match. And a style clash to the Miz who tries to attack him from behind after the match. <laughs> Becky versus Oscar, the last match of the night. Here we go. This is to determine who's going to get a spot in Money in the Bank. Um, I don't know how to describe the match. Is basically you've seen it four to five times already this last Many month. Times. Oscar wins with the kick. And he gets the pin. Also, is going to Money in the Bank. The show basically ends with the camera not focused on Asuka, who won the match, 
but Becky Lynch, who is beside herself, actually in a state of shock. Yeah. Um, interesting, interesting dynamic because she's not being able to get anything going for a little bit here herself. So, I, you know, it's kind of cool to see her character having to struggle considering she came back to nothing but titles. Yeah, I don't know what's going to happen with her next, what they're going to do with her, but what do you think? I don't know, man. Like I said, I mean, there's not much for her to do on Raw unless they start bringing up some more talent. I, I mean, you look at the SmackDown roster right now, you got Raquel Gonzalez, you got Shayna Baszler, you got Natty there, you got uh, Shotzi Blackheart there, you got Aaliyah there. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, and I'm not saying they're all great or anything, but I mean, I don't know, dude. Like, there's no one on Raw. I'm Maybe. sure they'll shake it up sooner than later. Maybe they got some NXT girls coming up or something. Well, I mean, okay, Charlotte's on her honeymoon. She's due back soon, right? But what, do you automatically put her right back into the top picture again? See, that's almost getting boring, too. Yeah. Sorry to say. Like, I mean, I think I love what Becky's doing because she's showing her character dealing with adversity. And, and that's just going to help her become a better competitor and a better performer overall where I see constantly that Charlotte, she loses the title and then she disappears for a month or two. Then she comes back and wins the title. Then she disappears. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's I know. Like, it just feels like Becky's putting in that work. Right? Yeah, and you know, always there. Yeah, yeah. You know, so, so from that perspective, I kind of hope they bring something up because they need to do something on Raw. I'm sorry. This is, I'll be honest, this Raw wasn't that great. It was, average. I, it was average at best. To be fair, it, it didn't excite me. I, I think watching Carmella win in the very beginning match, at the beginning of the match, kind of turned me off. Um, And it just kind of set the mood for the show for me because I really didn't want Carmella to win. I hate to say it. In my opinion, the highlight of Raw was Vinnie Mack coming out. Well, it was the highlight only for the fact that no one suspected it. That you know, Raw we, like one, almost 2 million views. One yeah. Point million it was huge no for sure right the mat the mat makes it work you know him coming out on fox and i don't know what the ratings for the show were that night but i'm sure it was probably the highest rated show on their network that day oh yeah no Vinny knows what he's doing he knew right show show up that he's still strong he's still here and i'll tell you guys right now Vinny's not going nowhere he's got 80 percent voting power he's not going anywhere he's stepping aside due to professionalism let the investigation run its course and he'll be Anybody that thinks that Steph and Triple H are taking over is not happening. Well, you know what I would like to see? If, if, and I don't want you know, Steph or Triple H to take it over. I want Vinny running the show as long as he can. He no, 100%. It. But I think if Steph takes over, I think it'd be kind of cool because then you can have her run that. And I think Heyman would be better running creative anyways. Nah, he tried that with ECW. He didn't get very far. Yeah, well, that was a long time ago, but he, I, I think he'd be pretty good now, too. And uh, you know what? Stephanie, Triple H, and Paul Heyman all get along really, really well. Well, they get along great, but none of them are running the show. Vinny will keep this role till he dies, or he's yeah. in super bad health. No, and no I, for sure. We said it for years. Stephanie and Triple H are not getting raw. Like, WWE, he'll sell it before he gives it to them. This is He's got a big ego, and he, he knows, like, he loves Triple H, but he will not marry into this and get his fortune empire. Vinny's not that I, I disagree. I think Stephanie's going to take it over. I hope she doesn't. I, I think don't... she will. Maybe, um, but not for a long time, dude. I have not seen you 
since our Vegas trip. So I still owe you a six pack of Diet Coke Zero, which I haven't forgotten. Mm. Uh, why don't we add to that? Say another case of our preferred beverage. Sure. To see who takes over the WWE. Well, Vinny's going to run it for at least 10 years. No, no, no. I'm not saying anytime soon. But I mean, at the end of the day, when it's all said and done, I think this is an indicator of what direction Vince will go in. Um, Another thing, though, even if he does appoint her, let's just say he dies in eight years and on his death, but it's a staff you take over. I think the board of directors don't want her, want to want her there. Did they go with a whole new direction away from McMahon's and, and do, I don't know what they would do, but I don't think they'd want her in there. Well, I mean, let's hope it's not for a very I long time. Yeah, I guess, though, so. let's find out in our 50s ourselves mm. you know but you know anytime you know who knows man mcmahon i mean his mother lived to 100 and something mm-hmm. he could just so, sell it off one day and say you know what up you all your asses here's your you know, piece of pie and goodbye you never yeah, know like i said anything can possibly happen who knows right i mean 2020 is already being chock full of surprises 2022 in, you mean yeah or sorry 2022 has been chock full of surprises across the board in terms of all the stuff that's been happening in boxing and wrestling and UFC, you name it. It's going to be. Speaking of pay-per-views coming up, we got AEW's uh, Forbidden Door, their their uh, joint effort with New Japan Wrestling. We have to talk about this really quick. Yeah, in Chicago. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's going to be pretty cool, man. Uh, so here's here's a rundown of the matches that we know so far. Okay, so you got Will Ospreay versus Orange Cassidy. Uh, I tell you what, I think this is going to be a really cool match. I'm looking forward to that match. I love Orange Cassidy. He's hilarious. Yeah, I love Orange Cassidy and I love Will Ospreay too. Um, if you haven't had a chance to see his work, uh, if I had to recommend one match in particular, I would say him versus Ricochet about five, six years ago. Never just, seen before, yeah, just before Ricochet came to WWE. Uh, phenomenal. This guy's amazing. He just, he's a solid worker. A guy who's vowed to never come to the WWE has no use for it. Happy uh, doing what he's doing. He's making good money. Um, I think he. Be- I always find it funny when guys say that, right? I don't want to go to the WWE. I don't read him, and maybe he's making good money. But to me, that's like a guy saying, "You know what? I don't want to go to the major leagues. I don't want to go to the NFL. I don't want to go to the NHL." Okay, dude. Well, nobody knows who you are. Besides the hardcore, hardcore wrestling fans, nobody knows who Will Ospreay is. I'm not knocking the guy. He's a good worker. But that's the reality of it. But you know what, though? He's, he's making happy with himself. Good for him, but... He's one of those guys, and there's maybe five, six of them in the world of professional wrestling, in my opinion, that are making great livings mm-hmm. and good money outside. Oh, good money, no, but... no, no. I know what you mean. So maybe that's the reason why. You know, maybe that's why he doesn't feel the need to go to WWE. He doesn't need to work that grind. He doesn't need to work that schedule. He doesn't need to... To push the the the, the, the media juggernaut that is oh, the I get WWE, it. I get what he's saying, and he's making a good living. But my whole thing is like that's like Tom Brady saying, you know what? I'll go play in the arena league. I'm not playing the NFL. I'm making a couple hundred grand. I don't need to be playing these guys. Like, come on, no, I get, it. I get. It. I just maybe he doesn't want to be controlled. Fair a lot enough, of them don't want to be controlled, is. right? The best should wrestle the best, and the best should fight the best. Not you no, know. I get it. But does the WWE have the best? I think so. The, their best five guys are better than AEW's best five guys. Who is WWE's best five guys? Well, you're talking like star power or wrestling rise? Because I mean, if you will do that, we're talking. Got let's, let's talk about wrestling. You got well. I'll just say overall package: Lesnar, Reigns, Orton. Uh, I guess I'll throw your boy Cody Rhodes in there, and 
you know, you can even throw Riddle in there. All the best guys in AW are all former WWE guys. Okay. And I don't okay. think AW hasn't created a star yet. Still hasn't made a star. Well, they tried with Hangman Page, but they basically gave up on that poor bastard. But like they got Punk and Brian. These are guys in their mid forties. And Brian's injured. Forty names. And Punk are. is injured. And Punk's injured, and and Brian's old. He still works good. Like, who are the new stars coming up? Because we just said WWE's creating Riddle and Theory and Montez Ford, but yeah. AEW, who they got next? Well, okay, Orange Cassidy. Okay, Sammy Guevara. Yeah, but who um, he is though. Yeah, but that's the thing, man. I mean, you keep saying that, but but you're, but you're talking hardcore wrestling fans. I'm talking the regular guys that I see in the gym. If I say who's Orange Cassidy and Sammy or Sammy, they'll say who. But if well, I say Riddle and Theory, they'll know who they are. At least okay. see, that's my what I'm trying to say. I'm not knocking their skill. But, but are saying, you? But but here's the thing, man. There's people who only watch AEW, don't watch WWE, and wouldn't know any well, of these guys' names. Well, yeah, it's like a lot of people watch NFL. Most people watch NFL. Some people watch the CFL. CFL is still good football, but it's not the NFL. Same thing with AEW, how I see it. CFL, they are, and NFL is WWE. At least right now, that might change one day. Okay, well, I'll say this, man. I think the better wrestlers, even if you don't know their names or not, are all in AEW. I don't think so myself, personally. Overall, I think overall, I'm not saying that WWE doesn't have great wrestlers. Don't get me wrong. But Mm. I'm saying if you take all their roster, both Mm. rosters, the nod has to go to wrestling. Yes, superstars goes to WWE, 100%. But in terms of wrestling, just pure, pure wrestling, yeah, you then it goes to AEW, hands down. When I want to watch wrestling, I watch AEW because I'm going to get wrestling, to be honest. Yeah, it's got more of the indie feel. It's got yeah. more, they do more matches. Yeah. Depends what um, IWGP New Japan Tag Team Champions, the United Empire against the Ring of Honor Champions, FTR. Um, this should be an interesting match. Winner takes both sets of titles. I think FTR wins it. Um, just based on the fact that it just adds to their resume. I love FTR. Uh, I hope they make their way back to the WWE. They're just a real fun team, fun team to watch. Mm. There's this generation's. Um, Arn Anderson and Tully Blanchard, man, the Brainbusters. Great tag team. They were absolutely were. Right. So this is that, you know, that's why I kind of look at them. Now, this match coming up here as well, Jericho, Guevara, and Minori Suzuki versus Eddie Kingston, Wheeler Yuda, and Shoada Umino. Um, basically, just put this match together, I feel, just to kind of give us, you know, get everyone on the roster. Yeah, um, it really doesn't have anything. I mean, outside of the Eddie Kingston and Chris Jericho feud that's kind of going on, you know, really none of these guys are connected to anything or any way. So, yeah, just think like everybody on the card, give them a chance to be on the pay per view and see what happens. Yeah, uh, Thunder Rosa will defend against Tony Storm for the AEW Women's Title. Um, another WWE girl that shouldn't have been let go, in my opinion. I think Tony Storm is an amazing worker. Yeah, I don't I don't get why she left or what happened there. Uh maybe we'll find out in years to come when she writes her tell all. She's in AEW now and she's fighting Thunder Rosa for the title. I think Thunder is gonna take this. Um I don't I haven't seen anyone kind of come into the promotion and win the title yet from, from anybody on their first go. So yeah. AEW All Atlantic title match. So they just releasing another title now. So they have their champion title. They have their 
what else is there? TV title, the TBS TV title. And now this is their third individual title, the All-Atlantic title. Uh, Miro versus Pac so far. And they'll face either Malachi Black or Penta. That will be determined on tomorrow, I guess, Wednesday on Dynamite. And a New Japan representative. So the winner of that will get the new title. Here's how I look at it. You got one, two, three probably three WWE guys in here and one New Japan guy. Yeah. Um, I think Malachi Black should win this. Just to add, because they're building that character pretty strong. If there's anyone that they've actually spent the time working and building that's come in from them, it's probably Malachi. Yeah. And I think that should just kind of keep it going. And, you know, I think he should win that match. AEW Interim Championship for the heavyweight championship, uh, Punk is not. Punk is still considered the champion. This is just an interim champion until he gets back. John Moxley against Tanahashi. Now, I don't know how familiar you are with Tanahashi. He's awesome. I've never seen him wrestle. Oh, you got to watch it, man. The ace is all right. He is phenomenal. I love yeah. watching Tanahashi. Um, Moxley probably wins this. You can't put the belt on Tanahashi. No, it's interesting to see how these new Japan guys, what chemistry they have with the AEW guys, because kind of they're all throwing everything together, and it's hopefully it's different. I mean, they are pros; it should be good, but it'll be interesting to see how this turns out. Well, you know, new Japan is no joke; they're legit. They've been around forever, Um, you know, and and it's kind of cool to see what they're doing here. It's going to be fun. I think it's going to be a fun pay per view, but I mean, it's a wrestling fan pay per view. It's not a casual guy pay per view, right? No, absolutely not. You know, so so it's kind of cool to see them kind of working together and having all these guys come over from Japan. Yeah. Uh, if you ever get a chance to chance, I really recommend this year, this next year, sorry, January, you, you got to watch new Japan. Um, their, 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 uh, what's that show called? Oh God. Wrestle I'll look Kingdom? it up. Wrestle kingdom. Yeah. Phenomenal, man. I've seen bits and pieces of it, but I've never watched the whole thing. Yeah. It's fun. It's really fun. I like their style. Russell is stiff, man. Yeah, I know. You gotta watch it, man. Um, New Japan's really cool. I've been a big fan of it. I mean, you think about it, all the guys that have come through New Japan. Dynamite Kid, Brock Lesnar, Hulk Hogan, you name it, Bret Hart. They all fought in Japan at one point. I love the Japanese culture. I love their style of wrestling. and They love their baseball too, man. <laughs> they, they yeah, no, for sure, man. They're, they're pretty solid that way. Mm. All right, Chance. What do you think, man? You got anything? Yeah, I got something for you. Ready? Yeah. I want to hear Bobby Sampson's five most favorite broadcast journalists, in your opinion. For people that know that, that's like Bobby Heenan, Jerry the King Lawler, those type of guys. What do you Any got? order? Any order? You're, you're five favorite. Don't matter. Okay. Well, Jesse the Body, um, Bobby Heenan, obviously, Jerry Lawler, obviously. Um, there's two more, right? Mm-hmm. You know what? Pat McAfee. I love him. I think he's awesome in terms of a modern day guy. Yeah. I think he's pretty solid. And Mick Foley when he was doing SmackDown. It wasn't bad. <laughs> Yourself? Well, uh, Venture, obviously, uh, Bobby the Brain. Um it's a tough one, actually. Right. Bobby the Brain. Um 
myself, I like when Mike Kane was doing it. I know he did play by play also, but he also had that role too. That's like his the, voice. The professional, by the way, he should be commentating somewhere. He's, he's he pretty much retired now, man. I mean, he was doing yeah. TNA for a while after WCW. He went to TNA. He did that for a while, and after all that happened, he's kind of nowhere now. I'm not his biggest fan. I mean, he's great. I did like Paul Heyman in that role. He was doing good with Jr. Um, and then what, obviously, what's that? What about Taz? Taz isn't bad, but I take King over Taz. So those are my five. Ian and Ventura, Kanae, uh, Heyman, and um, yeah. So The Rock's been busy, eh? Before we kind of go to dark here. I just thought we'd just mention this really quick. The Rock has been busy over the last couple of days. He bought his mom a house. Good for him. Then he bought Tamina Snuka a car and a house. Oh, wow. So, yeah, check out his Instagram. It's pretty cool. I mean, the guy... Uh, the guy's generous, man. He's a good guy. Yeah. He takes wow. care of all the people that ever took care of him. Made a lot, a lot of money. It's like, you could pass that money. Like, we could pass out TikToks. It's nothing to him. Well, he's the highest paid actor in Hollywood, right? Yep. God. I don't think his acting is that great. I mean, it's good, but I don't, like... I, don't know. I mean, I'm I not think, knocking the guy. I'm a big rock fan. I'm just saying, like, I don't know. I, I think it's, it's name. Movie. I think it's name recognition. Yeah. I think it's just his looks and just the way he acts normally. I mean, it, it's really hard to get, you know, dragged into his, his charm. Mm-hmm. If that if that makes sense, you know. Um, he's a rock. What can you do? Thank you, Mr. McMahon. Again. Yeah. He just keeps doing those PEDs and keeps getting bigger and bigger as he gets older. He's the only guy I've ever known that gets more built in his 50s than he ever was in his 30s and 40s. And whatever drugs he's on, holy cow. Well, whatever's working for him is working for him. And again, like I was just saying. I hope he doesn't have a heart attack one day because the human body, can you can only put so much substance in your body. And he's a big, big time steroid user and PED user, HGH, whatever he uses, all the same. And he abuses the shit out of it. Well, each of their own, man. I mean, he's living no, in the best life. The guy. Boy, he looks like a million bucks. He's yeah, huge. yeah, 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 yeah. And he works but so again, hard, but it's not natural. There's no way. Simple but again, you know what? But I got to tell you, it is. No, no, that's fine, man. Yeah. Big shout out to Vince McMahon. Thank you for introducing him to the world. Yeah, he doesn't get enough credit for all the guys that are, are super successful now huge, because of him. The eh? greatest wrestling mind of all time, and it's not even close, and the greatest wrestling promoter of all time. Nobody will ever talk Vince's promoting or his genius creations don't get me wrong he's had help and other guys have helped him but at the end of the day he makes a final call and look at the body of work no 100 100 man Amazing guy. all right brother well i'll tell you what let's wrap this one up uh dinners needs to be made editings need to be done and uh yeah let's just get on with the rest of the evening here so yeah um not much happening in the world of boxing this week Pretty quiet weekend, I guess, in terms of big, big matches. There's always Boy, boxing. Big announcement today. It's not yeah. official, but it looks it's like 90%. Uh, Triple G and Canelo are going to be going down at the T-Mobile Arena on September 17th in the fight capital of the world, Sin City. So Yeah, I know. That's really cool, man. Uh, unfortunately, I wish it was at Allegiant or something a bit more affordable. But you know what? Let's cross our bridge when we get there. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah. We'll, we'll get back in touch with everyone. Oh, yeah, here. Andy Ruiz and Luis Ortiz announced a fight today for September 4th for the heavyweight heavyweight um, scraps. So that would be a good one. 
Yeah, yeah, finally. It should be, you know. Two big monsters tangling. So. That dude hasn't fought in almost over a year, it seems like. Yeah, uh, Ruiz, right? Yeah, he hasn't fought in a while. But yeah, we got Joshua and everyone coming up in August as well. Um, but yeah, this weekend, I, I don't, I can't think of anything that's really, really happening outside of this pay-per-view. It's no, when's that Garcia fight? That's coming up soon. That's July 9th or something okay, like that. Okay, yeah. So I don't think there's anything big, big this weekend. No, no, no. I think everything starts to pick up again in July. But yeah, kind of I weird, know. huh? I, I mean, what am I going to do with my Saturday night? I don't know. Uh, <laughs> but you know what? That's it for us, guys. Well, you got to go to NEW, man. That's on Friday, and I will that's be there. Friday? Yeah, I'm going to be there on Friday. I'm going to go check okay. it out. It's at the Commodore. It's just uh, about 10 minutes away from the house here, so I really have an excuse not to go. Yeah, so I'm going to go check cool. out that show and uh, let the world know that Sam and Chance are alive and well. Yeah. So looking Fun. forward to that. Yeah, definitely. Um, all right, gang. That's it. That's it. That's it. That's it for another episode of Samp and Chant, episode 30 to be exact. I am Bobby Sampson, joined again, as always, with me, Mr. Chance Michaels. And in the words of the great ACDC, those who download, subscribe, like, and share the podcast, we salute you. Absolutely, we salute you. And in the words of Ed Whalen. In the meantime and in between time, that's it for Samp and Chance. Thank you for letting us in your years. Everybody enjoy the first day of summer and the rest of the summer. We'll be back with you guys soon. Have a great evening. Stay humble. Good night.